And that's us. We are the Uncle Puckers. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining uh, us for tonight's episode. Uh, I'm Chris. We're with the boys, Bobby, Dan, Tony. And, um, you know, we're going to discuss a few things tonight, like uh, the horrible week the Devils were on. Uh, and things didn't look like they were going to turn around, but then they went into Tampa last night, and wow, what a response. A 5-2 victory. Big, big win uh, that I didn't see coming. Um, so, yeah, we're going to jump into a little bit of the week ahead, the week behind, and go from there. Um, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? You know, Chris, yeah. I think you did predict them to win last the last episode. No, I did, and then during the same episode, I also said that I didn't think they were going to win. I hedge my bets. So yeah. that's it. Yes. <laughs> you said they would I, both I, win and lose. You were like an oracle making riddles. It was. For us uh, to figure out. I, I first said that I thought they were going to win, but you were only a week away from your Jesper Bell hat trick. trick. His first yeah. 100th, he had 100th goal last night, right of his career. Yeah. Wow. He knocked off the 28th, 29th, and 30th goals last night. So now we have four guys on our team with over 30 goals. Shit, him is... and Heesher both got 30 on the same night. Yes, they did. That was Bobby, we missed awesome. you last week. Yeah, Bobby, how was your weekend? Because you didn't get to hang out with us on Saturday. Yeah, so it was super good. (laughs) Such a dick. (laughs) So go ahead, tell us what you did. Oh, I was with uh, Johnny P.A. Okay. I had him call in, doing a little uh, little St. Patrick's shenanigans. Oh, that's right. There's St. Patrick's Day this weekend. Happy St. Patrick's Day to our listener. If you're Irish, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So, Bobby, you brew your own beer, right? Sure do. I see that. That's pretty wild. I brewed my own coffee. So wow. Do you good. make your own coffee? Yep, That's I crazy. put a bod in a Keurig, and I hit the button in the middle. And then, I, was, I was telling Chris, this is like noon for me today. It's like midnight here, so it's like an early show for me. Usually it's like 4 yeah. in the morning. You know, this is nice. Yeah, I tell you, I give you a ton of credit for getting your ass up, and not only just to watch every Devil game, but... Like, one yeah, I don't think we made mile. that clear. We haven't told like the listeners, like, the time difference this guy lives under. We might have mentioned Tony is is in Lithuania. From New Jersey. He's from New Jersey originally. Got exiled to Flor- to Florida where he watched a lot of Tampa games. And, yes. you know, he's always been a devil fan. Now he's in Lithuania, and it's a seven-hour time difference. So, but you know, we could— These last two weeks. Yeah. Oh, because your time changed? And we yeah, some, because we right. changed the Good. time, and they didn't, yeah. Right. Uh, but, you know, like— that's crazy because I, I none of us have shown the willingness to compromise to make it during his daytime. This is the best oh. we can do. <laughs> but no, exactly. I give you a lot of credit for we doing it. We're not doing that. I missed one even the game this year. I passed out one night. I, yeah. I was trying. I was sick. I had the flu that week, and I passed out. But I well, fought every suck. game. You I missed suck. one game. I know. Yeah. Some, those it's 10 tough. o'clock games are brutal. That's like fucking 5 o'clock in the morning here. Yeah, you get yeah, up that, at 5 a.m. to tough. watch. I, I cannot say I would definitely yeah. have the same level of dedication as you. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I, I would online, do better. Make my own hours, so it helps. But... There you go. But I think yeah. I would do better waking up at five o'clock to watch a game than waking up at you know three o'clock or two o'clock to watch a yeah. game. That's true. Um, That's true. You know, at least I kind of get up at is... five anyway. Right. I mean, but now it's imagine crazy, last like... year losing all the time. When you wake up at two o'clock, yeah. you're going to bed at four thirty, fucking I mean, sick to your stomach every night. So I'm like, gonna wake up and hit myself in the face with a hammer. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, it's basically, that's the equivalent of last season. You're mm-hmm. 100% right. But it's weird. Like, we're taping this Monday. It's 624 in the evening. Sun is still out. It's a yes. beautiful day here in Jersey. And it's 1230 in the morning. And you haven't even gone to sleep yet. No. Like, you know, that's, yeah. You, you, I'll tell you, Tony, I don't know if there is a more dedicated New Jersey Devil fan out yep. there. And, yep. and then after he gets up super early or stays up super late to watch the game, then, three times a week, he hops on a podcast to talk to our devoted listeners about the game. That's a lot Tell of me this guy is not the most dedicated Devil fan. I don't know how Kenny gets off calling himself Tony. Mr. Devil. Way we got go, Mr. Tony. Devil right here. Yeah, you know what? Danico's done. You're Mr. Devil. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ken. Change the name of the podcast. You know, well, you know, we've, all, 
it's my chance to hang out with you dudes after many, many years, man. We've all known each other for over 20-something, almost 30 years now. And I legitimately, and I, I hope this doesn't come across as rude, but I did legitimately pretty much forget about you for the last 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> so, but, but, but things are crazy. No, and he, you Chris said years name. ago, he said, I'm not going to talk to Tony unless the Devils become a better team again. And we start a podcast. <laughs> Thank God they have. Yeah, I said, I, I, it was like 10 years ago, Dan and I were out, and he's like, have you talked to Tony? And I said, when we start a Devil podcast, the next year, time that they're going to go to the playoffs, that's when I'll talk to Tony again. So me and Bobby are. kept in touch, man. We, me, me and Bobby did. kept well, in that's touch, a, dude. Bobby that's is Bobby's the little social uh, gyroscope. He just keeps everything nice well, and he's, level. He's and lets good us at know Facebook, everything going too. on. You know, no, some of us so aren't much. good at Facebook. <laughs> he doesn't so get put in Facebook. Ch- oh, wait, yeah. Oh. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Well, oh, wait, and you see uh, we should probably you, you... bring that up, too. We have another uh, a jail sentence, I guess we have to tell our listeners, in case you're wondering. We're in Twitter jail, too, now? Is that it? <laughs> when, you, when, you go to the, when you go to the Twitter page, it says something, actually, like, do you really want to enter this page? And it has been flagged or something like that. You know? Yeah, so my daughter me... said, what happened to your Twitter page? I'm like, what are you talking about? That's uh, twice. Now, week. here's my theory on that. I think Kevin Smith is out to get us, okay? <laughs> For anybody who doesn't follow our Twitter page... Um, one of our, uh, you know, awesome members here, I'm not sure which one of you guys it was, posted a picture of Kevin Smith in a Devil's jersey, which is just, like, awesome. You know, Kevin Smith, New Jersey icon, filmmaker. We love him. Uh, you know, clerks, everything. We love hit- Kevin Smith. Um, now, that picture probably belongs to him, and he's a vindictive man. And he probably <laughs> said, Twitter, they've used my picture without any credit, because we didn't, like, retweet it, did we? No, I, I asked re- my daughter, and she's no, like, why did you guys just retweet it. it? Yeah, but that means, like, how did you get the picture? You screenshot it? It was on some devil's thing. I, you know, and I don't think that, you know, obviously I don't think that it's a problem. That is, I'm going to blame Kevin Smith is, for this. I'm, they I'm think I'm like him. a Nigerian prince filling out for on, like, they think I got the well, site yeah. under control. I'm wondering how much of it has to do with the fact that you're opening these accounts in an Eastern European nation as more so than... Kevin Smith on the yeah. off chance that he may have stumbled across our Twitter account. Okay, that's probably that's probably more realistic, but I still like my story a little better. Well, it's not a bad I like story, your story though. You know, I want to now get Kevin Smith on the show. I know it made me think of that when I saw the picture. I'm like, wait a second, this might be attainable, and I have like a back channel maybe connection from somebody I know at work who could possibly Jay. try to. <laughs> no, should... but that, that's their connection. They're good buddies with Jay. Well, what uh, if we just tell people this is that, like a fourth, you know, person? Removed. What if we just tell people that Silent Bob is on the show with us today? <laughs> well, until he gets his microphone, yeah, you can. Well, <laughs> that's another thing. We got Bob. Think about that. I was just thinking that Kevin Smith doesn't talk as that character. So I thought you meant our Silent Bob. Here, but I actually forgot we have a Silent Bob. We have a Silent Bob. <laughs> Bob's not silent. <laughs> it's, he's got great things to say. We just were having a little meeting before the show discussing. Bobby's microphone's on the way, thank God, because his levels are low. We know that for any of you guys who are listening to the show. And it's not so much an annoying part that you got to turn Bobby up. It's just when the next one of us screams in your ear from that volume being that high, we know our levels are fucked up, and we're still working on that. It's going to get better. We are a huge, giant work in progress. Yeah, as soon as we get out of so. Twitter jail, Facebook jail, get some microphones, oh. <laughs> everything's going to come together. I don't know if we're getting out of Twitter jail, boys. <laughs> yeah. All right, so how about this? From now on, Tony, you send Bobby anything that you want on Twitter, and Bobby will put it on. <laughs> you no longer get to go in and do anything, okay? Because you're Russian yeah, I don't bot. think I That's can. I think it's going to block you. me. Okay, so Bobby... Don't let him on anything. We'll just go back to, you know, a tweet or two a day from the United <laughs> States. Maybe that'll help. I agree. This is so, kind of not fair, you know. I mean, I mean, he's like the most dedicated fan. We just said that. And now he's not allowed to post because he's been ostracized for being from Lithuania. Well, look, even though he's a huge fan, we never said he was the smartest guy in the world. So, you know, when you can get banned from Twitter and Facebook, all for trying to start a podcast yeah. account over the last week. You know what? Maybe we're just not the brightest guys in the world. It's I mean, probably because the like password he chose was like, I love Putin or something like it, that. It and was they very knew close. It. They it knew was it. very close. Yeah. Um, you know, Dan, it took us about three months until we figured out how to actually do this from different houses. Oh, we made like know? four shows that never got recorded. How about that? <laughs> they were did. just sitting there talking to each other as if like children. 
Like I'm talking yeah. into the microphone. It's like not plugged in. <laughs> it's like doing karaoke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this thing in it still is in its infancy, but it is slightly less of a shit show now than yeah. it was months ago. But wait till next season. Yeah. Like you always be. hear about lost episodes. Like ours mm-hmm. are really, really lost because they never got recorded. And, well, there are a few that actually did get recorded, but they weren't posted because remember, even when we got over that little hump, we were like, you know what? Let's see if we even have like a rapport together we should even do right. this so right. we recorded like two or three shows that was before we had our account set up to actually publish them so yeah there's about half a dozen shows out there either recorded and sitting somewhere or not recorded at all well that'll you be stage three like a box set one day or something oh yeah no also, this is what they do today you start a patreon <laughs> account. did you ever see those like i was noticing that a lot of people start a patreon account to get funded you yeah. know you know what that is no yeah. okay well that's the way to get direct donations like for you want to support the show. It's it's where we're headed if we ever want to, you know, where I don't know, money make go? money. You know, like oh. that's a crazy idea. But like we um, all have jobs for that. This yeah, is I a know. way for me to hang out with my friends a couple hours a week. Yeah, but, but yeah, if we like could make you know, money. That'd be great and pay for you know like better microphones and shit like that. Right, you know? that would be nice. Yeah, a better so computer. That's like, but that's what you do. You know, you have that Patreon account, and then you you can say for members who donate you will give you access to other stuff like we could record the show after the show which is sometimes kind of funny and make that open to our listeners um and then we could also give them like lost episodes and whatever kind of crazy other trash we want to throw in there and just pretend that it's valuable and then people give you money for that so that's i like the the way you're going and real quick before i forget i have to tell you guys because we um speaking of you know us not having any money for the show until thursday we only had 58 minutes of time allotted for the Buzzsprout account for this month. So we can't go over 58 minutes because I don't want to pay any more money. Holy shit. We, okay, yep. let's do it. Wow, right. so we're really we're really cranking it because the first couple months we were not we weren't near touching it. that Buzzsprout we, limit. Well, we said originally we wanted to do three a week. And now for the yeah, last so we two never or did. three weeks, we're finally, yeah, we're, well, the last this month we actually were doing three a week. And that's yeah. about the allotted hours. And we oh. can go up. We can pay more. Doesn't matter. I'm just saying for tonight, we only have 58 minutes. I got you. All right. Well, we so, definitely established the state minus of the show. Minus 12 minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so let's get to it. All right. So, uh, you know, this week didn't start out so hot. We we lost to Tampa. Uh, you know, got our butts kicked on Tuesday. We lose to them in a shootout on Thursday. We fall apart for five minutes or so against Florida. They take advantage. We end up getting spanked that game. Things were not looking good. We've we've had we have a bunch of injuries. We have Bastion out. We have Wood out. We have Lazar out. We had um, a Nolan Foot coming into the lineup for the first night. Our goaltending has been, I'm ne- I would never say bad because it hasn't been bad, but it has been a little bit shakier as of late. And uh, I know when we did the show on Saturday, you two both said that they were gonna. You thought they were gonna come out of it uh, last night and win the game. I said that, and then I came back and said that they weren't. So I'm. I was all up in the air. But wow, what what a response to this week that they pulled last night. I mean, they yes. played such a perfect devil game. Yep. That's how they have to play to be successful. They use their speed. They were all over the place. Allowed what. 22, 23 shots on goal. Not not many. Vanacek didn't have a big workload. That's how we oh, have to had, play the game. What, New um, Jersey had 39 shots, and I think, and Tampa Bay had 24. Completely controlled the yeah. pace of the game uh, from start to finish. I mean, maybe in the first period, it took maybe seven, eight minutes to get their legs, and then pretty much second half of the first and the rest of the game, they dominated it. There and really it was the second half of back-to-back, which makes it all almost more imp- impressive. You know? And they dominated, which was very impressive. So, Bobby, you weren't with us on Saturday. Give us your opinion this week, the last two games, because you didn't get to talk about the Florida game or this game. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, tough week either way. We, should, we should have a quick little sounder. Turn volume up now. <laughs> go ahead, Bob. <laughs> tough week, um, but to be honest, I think that despite all the negatives, the, the greater positive that came out of it was worth it. You know, the first game against Tampa, yeah, that's – that's gone. That's garbage. Don't want to talk about that. The second one, that was a hang with them. You know, I mean, another shootout loss. That's That doesn't concern me too much. They showed some character. They came back. The Florida game hurts, but that's under the microscope of the little mini slide they were on. So now it's starting to become like this catastrophic thing. They haven't blown 
a lead in the third period when they had, you know, all year. So that kind of thing's going to happen in 82 games. So you kind of get past that and all for what they did yesterday, which was exactly what you really wanted them to see. What did they learn from the week? I think they learned again that, hey, we can play with this team. We can beat this team. They showed it. A couple of key guys stepped up. I mean, Brat, we always said, right, he, he could possibly win your whole series. Um, if he gets hot, he is streaky. Maybe he's getting hot at the right time. So all in all, I think now that the smoke's kind of settled, you could say, listen, yeah, it was tough, but uh, valuable lessons come out. I think they're better for it. Now, real quick, I got to ask you guys, do you, do you cuz I know I do. I feel like like I was surprised that Brett has 30 goals this year. Like he does it so kind of sneaky and you know, it's it, cuz he is streaky. He you don't hear from him for, you know, uh, six games, seven games and all of a sudden he has a hat trick. So yeah, even when I was like, "Wow, he's up to 30 already. That's pretty awesome. Four dudes now with 30 plus goals." Yeah. I can't remember the last time that's happened. Thirty plus goals, yeah. Devils. I don't He's think I don't know if they've ever had. Sixties on the assists. Yeah, I mean, but you know, Brad had a great game. I thought the whole and again, I was bitching before the game about the the lineups and the line changes again, and like, come on now, now we're getting into crunch time. We got to figure some shit out. I tell you, the lines that Lindy put together last night, they looked really good. I can't think of a line that had a bad game. Fourth line Nolan, was great last night. And Nolan Foote played fantastic. I mean, yeah. that's exactly what you want from your depth guys. You know, you come in and you contribute. Uh, I thought Ball had a fantastic game yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, and again, all, all the forwards and all the defensemen, even, you know, uh, all six of our defensemen I thought played very solid last night. I, I, I was so surprised with that. I thought that was a better played game than the shutout against Carolina. Right. Yeah, definitely. And in the circumstance of the game, what a huge win because if they don't have that kind of performance, you know, if they get beat, boy, you know, you do sound the alarm bells. That's four in a row. That's getting dominated by all the Florida teams. That's four in a row. Makes you think, we said this last time, that's a great way to get out of the playoffs. (laughs) With a smoking hot wild team coming in on Tuesday. That's not a way, definitely not where you want to be. I agree. They put the brakes on that slide and said, wait, we got got this. They found themselves. It didn't take a long losing streak to do that. And uh, that's good. This is what you want to see. Because, you know, what do we got, 13 games left? It's no more time to... to, uh, to dick around, you know, for the mental of fortitude of this team, they definitely have mm-hmm. it. I mean, they don't they don't sit on their laurels, and they sure as hell don't get down when they start going through a rough patches. They pull it together, right. and I, I I give this team a ton of credit for what they did last night because the way that they played, especially the Florida game, I'll go back to that. It was like just uninspired hockey. Mm-hmm. Seemed like they didn't want to be there, um, and. They didn't play a good game, and even though they were winning for most of the game, they they weren't controlling the game. And, uh, yeah, I kind of felt like, yeah, that game was so bad. I don't know if they can just turn it on against Tampa. And, man, I was dead wrong. They can, and they did. Absolutely. With that kind of talent on the team, it just really takes one of them to start popping off. It always breeds good things for the rest of them, and it just snowballs from there. So. You know, when they're looking a little flat, you, you know it's just one little spark away from turning around. And, uh, you know, that's inspiring because you, you do have your concerns. Oh, boy, what are they going to be like in the playoffs? And, well, it's, you know, they, they look, restore your confidence with things like let's, that. Let's talk about the playoffs real quick because, you know, first off, we'll go around. Do you guys think they're going to win the Metro? Bobby, what do you think? I honestly still think they are. I think they're going to put together. I think they're going to string together like a good five or six. That's going to be just enough to get them over there. Yeah. Okay. So we would be playing. I think if the playoffs started today, it's like it's been going back and forth between the Islanders and Pittsburgh, right? It's pretty much going to be one of them. Right. So Tone, do you think they're? they're I do not think we win the Metro. I hope we do, but I do not think we will. All right. So you're saying. The Rangers. Yeah, you I th- think, think we're going to end up second and play the Rangers. Yeah, I think with you know Carolina. Remember where they're we play two more games than them still. I think it's going to factor at the end. Um, you know our schedule is tough, so I'm sure we're going to have a few more little skids in it. Uh, so you I know, not. I mean, I, I don't think we're. I would love to win it, but I don't think we're going to. All right, Dan, what do you think? I, I kind of would hate to agree with Tony, but I can't knock that logic. The schedule is not easy here on out. Carolina's got two games in hand, and they're already ahead of us. And, uh, you know, it's kind of tough to see. But it would be amazing if they did because 
not only do you get like oh maybe the better seed potentially but then that means that they are like firing like a powerhouse and it, I don't need them to run the table on the rest of these games to feel confident going to playoffs we kind of discussed this last game last uh, show that you know all they really need to do is just look good that last week going into it no injuries and everything starts fresh so I'm not going to freak out if they have not won at the rate necessary to catch Carolina but let's face it it's going to be that much more confidence inspiring that this past three game streak was the majority the last of their losing that they sprinkle in over the next 13 games like two losses tops I mean that's an that's an outrageous pace to win and it's not really to be expected but it is attainable Bobby's not wrong it could happen I, I really hope so if I had to lay my money down I'm gonna bet with my head and not my heart I'm gonna have to agree with Tony and say no I, I don't I don't think so uh, I, and in a I'm way gonna, it doesn't matter I'm gonna reserve my opinion on that until the after, last game of the season the last until, game of the fucking season <laughs> right before the playoffs okay um, so it's a smart move no. I'm going to hold off my judgment on that until after the next game against the Wild. Let me I know in June. Him, Just let I me know want in to June. see them when we're hoisting the cup. I say, I bet you these guys are going to win the Metro. Yeah. <laughs> and get out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I want to see how they play against the Wild. Um, you, you had a great game. You had a, a couple, you know, a little rough patch there. Now you, got, you had a good game. How are you going to be going into against a really good Wild team right now playing fantastic hockey? Without Kirill Kaprizov and um, going into your home building and play, I want to see if they do another. They play another game the way they played against Tampa. I, I mean, if they don't win the Metropolitan, it's not going to be for anything. I don't think at this point it's going to be for anything that the Devils did. I think Carolina is a very good team, and they you got to kind of you got to keep that in mind. You know, yeah, we might win. You know. 10 of our last 14 games, yeah. but they might too, you know, and they're Absolutely. already in the lead. So uh, I don't even think we have any more games against them, do we? No, I don't think I don't we go so. head to head. But I do think that we have to just mention real quick, I'm curious, uh, if we don't win the Metro guys, we are going to play the Rangers. And holy shit, <laughs> Rangers are playing some stupid good hockey right now. Surging, surging. Remember surging, the other night yes. we were saying, oh, they scored what? It was 7 nothing, And then last they night, I'm looking at the score, I'm like, yeah. fuck. Six, six again in the first, was it in the first Six goals in the first or, period. Or, yeah. Like, they're just they're just playing amazing. And, you know, hey, if this is them peaking, then that's good. Peak with 14 games left. Um, but, Bob, what do you think about us matching up with the Ranger team right now playing the way that they're playing? I mean, it's getting more scary by the day, for sure. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, maybe they are somewhat peaking and they won't go in that hot. I don't know. But what I do know is that, you know, when when Jack's not going as well, we, we still win a lot. And when Jack's going really well, we win a lot more. And I think that Jack's got another streak in him where he's scoring, you know, a goal one night to the next goal again. And we just, you know, with that kind of production, I just I think that we're going to go on a hot streak too into I the think, playoffs. I think Jack. Is there water running? You know, I made a mistake <laughs> of running my dishwasher and where I record. Is that what that is? I was so worried you're going to hear that. In the broadcast. <laughs> I, I just realized running the dishwasher was a bad choice. I apologize, everybody. Uh, it's fine. It's actually kind of relaxing. It's yeah. Like doing the podcast by a stream. You add some birds in the background? <laughs> yeah. Open a window. So, oh, boy, <laughs> What did sorry. you guys think of the uh, Hall and used together last night? I I, they, I tell you I thought at first, at first I was against it I didn't like it I thought Holla needs to be relegated to a third line center that's what he does best uh, apparently not because I like Holla taking the face offs he's a better face off guy than Hughes and I think Hughes is going to end up being a very good face off guy down the road but he's still young and he's you know not fully mature enough yet and that is a lot of it's a skill set that does require strength and experience to be really good at it and I just think Jack is going to be great at anything he does so I'm not worried about that but I digress I liked Hala being able to take the face offs I tell you that line was productive they were flying all over the place I thought Sharon Govich had a solid game yeah um and he looked good which is actually uh we, I have an article you guys want to read about it I want to try and get this guy on the show Nick Volano from Pucks and Pitchforks mm. 
I want to get him on the show. So, yeah, yeah. Bobby, you take care of that? Oh, yeah, no. Thank just you. Just, you just can't tweet him. Kind of this is... Yeah, well, you do it. Come on. You can He's going to go to our Twitter and go, these guys are in Twitter jail. we got to stay away from them. Yeah, my mom told me not to hang out with criminals. Yeah, this is guilty by uh, association. And I, I did not read this at all. I just, uh, the headline was interesting to me, so we'll all do it together. He wrote five New Jersey Devil players who could steal a playoff roster spot. Nice. This is kind of interesting, right? Definitely. So he writes, the New Jersey Devils are basically committed to a playoff spot this season, 19 points up on the Penguins with 12 games remaining. If the Devils lose 80% of their games in the rest of the season, they still make the playoffs. They are pretty much set to face the New York Rangers in the first round, and they're trying to figure out who's getting home ice advantage with the Devils holding a five-point lead. And he goes on about the Devils, and he goes on about players and stuff. And then he writes here, during the 2012 run to the, to the Cup Final, the Devils' fourth line gained a ton of headlines. Steven Gianna was a huge contributor to the line, and what most Devil fans don't remember is Gianna played one NHL regular season game before making the playoff roster. That can happen again to the Devils this year. Let's start with the one that is making his case in the NHL roster right now, and he starts off with Nolan Foote. So he writes, Nolan Foote is front of mind after is is front of mind after scoring the ever important insurance goal against the Lightning on Sunday night. The Devils needed to get out of a three-game losing streak, and they had a third-period lead against one of the scariest teams. Foote always has been known for his incredible shot, and for some reason he struggled to translate it to the NHL and AHL. Since he was traded to the Devils organization in a Blake Coleman trade, Foote has 44 goals in 145 games in the NHL. He only has four goals in 17 games. So, Oh, I'm sorry. Since the trade, he has 40... Uh, Foote had has 44 goals in 145 games. In the NHL, he only has four goals in 17 games. However, if Foote shows he's clicking with the fourth line, Lenny Ruff might give him a chance. Foote has value on a certain role, and the Devils have the role open if Bastion and Wood struggle to return to the lineup. What do you guys think of uh, Nolan Foote? I mean, I personally, I thought he played fantastic last night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, The way he played, I, I have no problem keeping him in the lineup whenever we need him. That was fantastic. Now, what, Bobby, what do you think? Hey, what's got a good game? I mean, he, if, if he were more seasoned, he's got a playoff-type game, if you ask me. But, you know, the other thing I just heard in your story there, four goals in 17 games projected for somebody who gets an actual start for the year is still, you know, 20 goals. It's actually not horrible. <laughs> I know why he points it out. Right. But um, if he played a full season, that's actually not terrible for a young kid. His old man was a hell of a player. Oh, yep. yeah. You know, uh, I I liked every, everything about his game last night, um, and I it was probably and he'd been up and down, you know. So we saw him last year. We even saw him, I think, a game uh, yeah. or three this year. But you know, we we had a little bit of a look of him in the last couple of years. This is the first game that I actually noticed it. Now I don't know, and noticed him is what I mean. Like I don't know if it was just and he had the incredible sh- slap shot that hit the post. I mean that thing. He knocked the shit out of that puck. And then the second goal was a really nice little C&I goal for a super hard wrist shot. And, I mean, look, Vasilevsky, we all have to admit, he was not Vasilevsky last night. But thank goodness the Devils finally got a little bit of puck luck and were able to face a, uh, a average goaltender as opposed to one standing on their head. But I think Nolan Foote could be a dude just off of the way he played last night. You know he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I can see that dude taken a permanent spot away and now we'll talk a little bit about who you think these spots would be going to you know who would who would be out of the lineup but let's go through these he had next guy he has and i don't know much about him and tony mentioned him really briefly in the last show we did and i know he's up with the the big league graham clark so it says here graham clark and nolan foot are very similar in their argument to make the roster foot is one thing over clark he has been in the nhl for spurts over the past three years Clark was called up this season, but he's yet to play his first NHL game. Um, so Clark has 48 points in 57 games. Uh, da, da, da. Now Clark is a, a winger, I'm guessing. Yeah, a forward. Okay, he's a 21. Yeah, forward. 21 he's goals. I think he has this season. He's been good with. I know he's had a really good year with Utica. Does anybody know anything else about Graham Clark? Nothing. Right I'd like to actually spot. see him. I would like to see him. You know, I'd like I throw him in. Let's see what we got. How about this guy, Brian Hallinan? Hallinan. 
No, nothing. I don't know much. Bueller. He says the Devils took a few chances on highly touted prospects that would eventually play in the AHL. Tom Fitzgerald signed Jack Dugan in the offseason, and he grew into a decent player. Then the Devils traded him for defenseman Zach Hayes. The Devils needed a 6'3", 224-pound defenseman after losing Nikita Ahochuk in the Timo Meyer trade. Another player the Devils signed with a high upside is Brian Hallinan. The former Michigan Tech star has been much better as of late. He has 10 points in the last 11 games. This includes a two-goal performance against the Belleville Senators. His shooting percentage is way up this season. Um, he's another player who's yet to spend any time in the NHL. In fact, he actually spent more time in the ECHL this season than he did in the NHL. And he was sent down, struggled, struggled early, and uh, now he's been playing well. Um, and let's see, it says here, look at the Devils in 2018. Jesper Bratt was really good all year, but he was ice cold going into the postseason. So the Devils started without him. Hallinan could take the place of someone else. So I don't remember that. Did we really, we sat Jesper Brack going into the playoffs in 2018? I, I don't remember that either. I don't recall, but I don't doubt it. And he's always been streaky from day one, so it kind of it tracks. Yeah. You know, when I met him, I, I, I told him that, you know, I was at the first game you ever played, you know, against Colorado. He was like, really? I'm like, yeah, dude, you had two goals? I'm like, well, they're all my friends. Then he went on and on about how much he liked the Sesame Tuna. So this guy, that's actually true. Um, this guy is a guy I definitely want to see, Simon Nemec. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we all kind He's of know All year. All year we've been hearing about Nemec yeah. and Hughes, and I would love to see both of them up. So, I mean, he writes that Nemec will go right to the NHL roster when the AHL season ends, and he'll likely stay there for the next 20 years. Uh, Devils could seriously use someone like Nemec on the roster. He's an offensive dynamo that isn't a complete mess in his own zone. He has nine goals and 15 assists. He also has six points in his last six games, and he's heating up at the right time. Nemec, hi, Severson, bye. Right? What do I'm, we need him for? I know. I, I, I've I never seen wish... the guy play, Nemec, but I will take him. <laughs> I know. I, I wish we had enough time for that these things to play out because I think we could be going into playoffs with Nemec and maybe even Hughes um, but it, I don't do you really think that's going to happen at this point isn't it kind of late I to bring in so. a, a rookie no uh, definitely not um, and I think they're gonna I think that uh, definitely the next guy Luke Hughes yeah. um, you know we I think we will definitely see Luke Hughes might be for one game might be for they two they said we're going to see him they've said it they but, Gerald said we're going to yeah. see him it, and if if the AHL, I don't know where Albany is and when the, the Calder Cup playoffs start or anything like that, but let's say their season ends. I know it ends before our playoffs start, right? Because if any players, after their season ends, they come up. Um, why not see, get Simon Nemec up here and see what he can do? And what, Listen, we know this team is a def, you know defensively a liability a lot of times. I they agree. struggle in that department. I'm just, not saying it's just a shame that there's not much more time for that because it takes a while to gel with the new team, you know. It sure does. And it's going to be, these, you know, a, a, a negative that they throw them in there and they don't have the time to acclimate and be as good as they could. Cal McCarr, Cal yeah. McCarr did it. It's and, a great you know, that's, I agree, he did do it, but that's a that's that's a crazy story. Right you there. don't think that Luke Hughes has the potential to do it? Because I do. I think that Luke Hughes has the potential he to does? come in here, even if it's for two games, and they say, I've seen enough, Ball, Smith, whoever, they're not going to get a lot of ice time. This guy might be the permanent guy next to Severson for the playoff run. I think he does have potential, but I think Dan is right that sometimes the adjustment is so hard in the period of 13 yeah, games. Sure. By that time, it'll probably be like eight games, right, I think? Yeah. Um, it very well could be, um, you know, it, it very, he could be a kind of kid that needs, you know, uh, a half a year to really feel comfortable. I mean, it took a ball uh, a little while to start coming into his own. Yeah, usually but, defensemen take a little longer to forwards, take goaltenders take even more time to But you know what? I, but you never know. Iron sharpens iron. If the guys are that good, as Simon, Simon Nemec, idiots, Simon Nemec, Luke Hughes, if they're that good, you put them in. To an NHL style, they're going to pick it up quick, and they're going to be, uh, they're going to help your team win. I'm going to read actually what he writes about Luke Hughes. Um, he writes, "This is the one everyone is waiting for. Luke Hughes could come out of the University of Michigan on fire and make the Devils roster right away. 
We've seen it happen before. Chris Kreider joined the New York Rangers in 2012 and played exactly zero NHL regular season games. Coming out of Boston College, he was a superstar, so they threw him in the postseason roster, sight unseen. Kreider ended up being a huge contributor for them, scoring five goals in their run to Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals. And I like this. He reminds me. Remind me what happened in that series? And uh, Luke Hughes could do something similar. He writes, the Devils have not been committed to anyone on the bottom pairing left side all season, which is exactly what I said between Ball and Smith. Um, for the most part, they've tried to make it work with Brendan Smith or Kevin Ball. Thank you. However, Lindy Ruff is not terribly committed to either of them. If Luke Hughes comes up after a stellar run in the Frozen Four, he could be an NHL player right away. However, the issues are the same as Nemec. He's 19. He's prone to mistakes, despite his immense offensive upside. Still, the Devils will be foolish to not at least test the waters of Hughes. Unlike Kreider, the Devils should have a chance to give Hughes regular season games prior to the postseason. Um, and that's what he writes about him. Well, he makes a good argument how it's possible, and there's a way for that to happen. I, I understand what he's saying. Uh, I just kind of just still wish there was more time, because then it, we could go from uh, a maybe to like, oh, no, this is good. Don't worry, our defense is going to look much more short up than it does right now. How do, you, do you guys ever just stop and think, like, because we've said it, everyone said it, this team is so ahead of schedule, you know, yeah. a year, possibly two years. And then you read this and you see the guys, a little bit of the nucleus of the comments of what, and what's going on down there. That's why you say guys. they're ahead of the schedule. The schedule yeah. looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, and then do you stop and just think, like, holy shit, how much fun this season has been. How good are these guys going to be in a couple of years? And we're already like, starting to see some of these guys come up, you know? Like the balls. I mean, he's playing well. Oh, I mean, yeah. These guys, the foot. I mean, foot. I mean. But I'm saying to the point when foot and ball and ball Hughes foot. and Nemec are, are, automa- are, are regulars in this lineup. Like, this team is going to be something special. And, yeah, and look at what team. it is right now. We're not just, you know, in a nice playoff spot somewhere around 12, 13, 14th in the league. We've been like the third best team statistic-wise pretty much all year. Yeah, And we've got all that coming up. And some of these names and and some of these guys are still growing. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're sitting – we're getting an eighth seed here. We're we're talking about challenging for the division with 13 games to go. In in a year that, you know, the Devils, everyone expected for this to be a – successful season everyone expected this team right now to just be fighting for a playoff spot to be yeah, on the ball fighting for a in. spot you know to every try you know, to get in exactly to the end of the wire would have been where you expect like, him to be normally this would be a point in this podcast where the four of us would be basically we're counting games and how many do the devils need to get out of these next ones where do you see him winning right. where do you see him losing and going through all that like we're right we have been dominant in this league from the third game of the season until now uh, and you know but does does it also kind of bothers worries me like because it does you do see the potential of you know I, dare i say a dynasty is it is it pot i mean they haven't even won a playoff game i they don't mean to jump position to possibly but, be a yes. dynastic team. It's it, you're you're not wrong to say that's there. Now there's been tons of teams that have had possibilities that never came to fruition. So Absolutely. yeah, you don't get excited about it. But on paper and what we have going right now with what's coming down the pipeline, there's no reason to think that they aren't you know not just like a dominant force in the league, but the dominant team of the NHL for potentially the next five years or so, if not more. Who knows? And it, that's possible. Yeah, I mean, the blueprint is there from right. Pittsburgh, from Chicago. They were literally in the same boat, just a very slow build, 10 years of being crap, and then it was overnight success. And then it was multiple cups for both of them. You know, who knows where Denver's going to, where Colorado's going to go with this, but I sure believe they're going to be a dominant team for the next three, four years too. So, yeah, it's there. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, right? Playoffs are hard. We might get the Rangers again first round, and God knows what's going to happen, but damn. I mean, yeah, I mean, the future that Tom Fitzgerald has done a masterful job with building a contending team and setting it up to be successful for the next dozen years. And that's what he's done, you know, and you see teams all the time. They try and buy a championship. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time it doesn't. Um, you know, this this 
team, the Devils organization has never been about that. We've never been about throwing money out to the big free agent and filling the seats just because you got a, a famous name on the back of the sweater. But like they're, um, you know, building the team the right way. And 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 it, it, I just think you know you look at like the Rangers aren't going to really look like this next year. They got a lot of guys that are either rented or free agents, and they'll probably sign most of them. But I feel like the Devils' nucleus, they're set. As long I'm as we gonna, can get a deal done with Brat, which that doesn't look like it's I'm happening. I'm kind of curious about that. Like, mm-hmm. with, you know, with, with Meyer and Brat, you know, we're going to lose some players, obviously, because these guys are going to cost us about, between the both of them, is be about $18 million a year, I think, if they keep I think you have, you have uh, to sign them both. 35-plus Mill, you can, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you, you got to sign both of them because I think we get, we did give up a, we had it to give up, but we did give up kind of a haul, you know, for Myers. So I think we have to sign him. I just know that it's going to be interesting because I just I love Jesper Bratt, but there's just something that I, I don't think like he's going to be, be here next year. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Tom Fitzgerald does he deserve said, that? He's awesome, but he does. Does he? I don't know what he's asking for. I don't know what money yeah. he's asking for. I know I, that. Fitzgerald said that a contract was sent over to his people. This was like three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and we haven't heard anything. So I'm guessing that the contract was not accepted. Um, I don't know how far off they are, and I don't know what he's asking for. I mean, we know that Hughes is the highest paid guy on the team, $8 million. You're what? Hamilton. Hamilton's the highest paid at $9 million. Yearly? Uh, well, I don't know how it breaks down, but I know his salary per year. Well, I think they said like yearly rate eight million was the most that that Jack. That's what I read. You could be right, whatever. But you might be right. You might be right. Like probably, but you know, you can't. Jack you, is eight million. Hamilton's nine. Okay, so you can't have in your head like we can't pay anyone over Jack. You know, like if Jack has smart people, they'll renegotiate his contract in a couple of years. He'll make money. And that's not to be worried. But I think if I don't know, I mean, if if I think. Brat is probably worth around seven to eight million. I think that's what he deserves a year. I don't know if he's asking for that or if he's asking for you know twelve or thirteen. And Fitzgerald's offering him six, six and a half. Between the two of them, I think you're going to spend like eighteen million. I don't know. I mean, but you have to, right? Yeah. Like you have to sign those two. They're they're core guys. Things look and, a lot different if you don't sign Myers back. You know, what if you can only back. sign one? I would. You know, I mean, I'm going to say Meyer. I think I'm going to say Myers, actually. I right. have regrets either way. Yeah. We gave up a lot for him, and I think that he – sometimes I'm watching him play already, and I'm like, yeah, he could probably be a pretty goddamn dominant player with on this roster, you know. Especially um, and I love line. Jesper Bratt, but Jesper Bratt is, as we always say. He comes in a full force for a couple weeks, and he still plays well, but he kind of settles back. Yeah. Yeah, so much depends streaky. on the playoffs, you know. If you see one of them have a much better playoff than the other, that's the one you want because that's what it's all about. We don't know that, so you have to make the call today for the sake of what argument. What do you think, Bob? I don't know. Which one to keep? Or yeah, yeah. Listen, I mean, first of all, I gotta say, like for Brad, and it's not up to us to kind of dissect what portion of a million dollars you know goes to what because a contract signed yesterday might have a different value than tomorrow, but. He, to me, he's got to come in somewhere below Jack, maybe even right around the Heischer mark at most, just because. What's Heischer making? So Heischer's 725, and Jack's 8, right? So just to me, just in general, like it, that's the barometer to me. Like You're not better than Jack, so let's at least start below the 8. Anything below the 8 would make me happy. Where Meyer, you brought him in, that's a different situation. He's the kind of guy who's like, eh, you're probably going you know, to go a little over Jack. And that's fine because that's where the contracts change year to year. You know, you don't know what the market's going to bring the next time you have a chance to sign a superstar. That's where I'd be comfortable. Again, it's not my money. It's not my problem to balance the books, to be under the cap. But just in general, Rat should be somewhat under Jack. And Meyer, I could see being slightly over just yeah. to keep the big fish. I said seven to eight million. Yeah, I think that's where Brat needs to be. Now, I don't think Brat's asking for it. I think he's asking for like considerably over. Like in the nines and tens. That's what I was thinking, nines, probably. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, Jesper Bratt, yeah, he's a 30-goal scorer. He's a hell of a player, but you're going to pay Jesper Bratt $10 million a year? They can't. I, I don't know. You, I know there will be teams that will, though. There will be teams that will, and, and you and I talked and on the show. It was like maybe 10 shows ago or whatever, and, and you said that sounds like an off-season problem to me, and, and I yeah. agree with that. But the, 
what we just talked about, we are ahead of schedule. We have the opportunity here to be damn good for a very long time. And we're not going to do that giving everybody $10 million a year that wants it. It just can't happen. No, no. You've got to be players it, that are willing to take a little bit to keep the core of the team together. And that's, you know, you know unfor- to walk, to walk. unfortunately, the, you know, most players don't think like that you know i'll go back to you know i'll go i always jump into the minnesota viking thing for comparisons you know like one of the greatest wide receivers ever to wear the purple is adam thielen he's a his story everyone even if you don't follow football you know his story you know played in played college in minnesota was undrafted was a walk-on in the viking camp turned out to be one of the best players well, his contract is huge, and the new administration's in there, and they're looking things over, and they're saying you're getting old, and you're not nearly as productive as you were, and you want to be paid like a number two. We can't pay you like a number two, so we're going to ask you to take less money, or we're going to cut you. So do you want to try and win a Super Bowl, take a couple of bucks less, or do you want to go somewhere and get paid? His response, cut me. And then he signed a huge contract with Carolina. Had no interest in winning. Doesn't give a shit about winning. Wants to go for the money. And most guys, that's what they'll do. Um, I mean, and I kind of get a guy like Jesper Bratt. You know, you're, he's 20, what, 6, 24? I think he's 24. That's another reason you go after Meyer. Meyer's a couple 24, years 24. older. Meyer's also 26. And, you know, he's a couple years older. So, you know, you, sometimes you can dangle that younger guy a little further going, you will have more paydays ahead of you. Now, we're only Meyer's talking two years. Player. Well, here's the other reason I keep Meyer. Brett's scoring potential when he's on is probably better than Meyer, but Meyer's going to give you uh, a little bit more grit, a lot more grit than Brett will ever give you on a consistent basis. And that's true. That's that's like something the Devils definitely need. Just like you know, like a defenseman, um, Hamilton. Yeah, he's a big paid guy, but I wonder what they would do for somebody like Marino, who's amazing. Right. Now let's say he's. Uh, we got to figure out something with him. What is he worth? Not so much like what is he worth to this team now, but where is he? When you got six spots for defensemen and such depth coming up the pipeline, how much are you willing to spend on him? I'm honestly, if I'm Fitzgerald, I'm like that money's meant for forwards, so I can keep hopefully a brat. I'm definitely keeping Meyer. I can't pay you Marino, and like it'll be a heartbreaker to see him walk if he's got to go after the money. Yeah, you know. But maybe well, he is the kind of, of guy that. he's going to take a little bit less to be part of a great team because he would definitely fit in here. You know, we're not talking about replacing Marino. Sure, you know, but that's that that kind of situation is more of like a cap casualty. That's just like you know, yeah, I could pay you Marino, you know, three four million dollars a year because that's what he's worth. You know, but I can't. I just can't. You know, so he's got then has to make a choice when a guy goes and decides like if Brett. Unless the brat is not willing to negotiate, unless you come in at ten million or over, you know, if that's his attitude, like then you can't do business with that. Then just go get the money. You don't give a shit about winning cups here, at least, you know. Uh, so that's how I feel. What were you going to say, Bob? Oh, I was just saying the Marino example is kind of bad. He's actually locked up in a reasonable contract at twenty eight. He's at four point four. Four point four. Yeah, he through the twenty seventh season, so he's. He's solid. Okay. And How that. about Graves? Because he's definitely more of a contract issue. Yeah, but, but, you know, my I point was, like, what do you do for defense? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I, I think I mean, we're going to have to lose Graves, right? Yeah, I think we're, I, I do. I think Severson and Graves are going to be casualties. But real quick, guys, we don't have a lot of time because of our time constraints. So yes. let's hold off our keep them or not conversation and talk real quick, since we have a few minutes, just about the wild game and stuff. And what, what do you guys expect out of that? Tough one coming up. Tony, go. <laughs> it's it's going to be a tough one. I think that they've won Tony's like what, asleep, 12 out of 16 tired. games or some <laughs> shit like that. They're, uh, yeah, they have. They've, they've been on a hell of a streak yeah, since Kaprizov um, went down. But I think we're going to win this game. I, I do. I think we're going to um, – I do think we're going to pull it out. It's in, you know, it's in Jersey. Um, and then I think we're after the Buffalo. So I think so we're on the Buffalo. road after this, right, Buffalo. And then we play Buffalo Friday? Buffalo, and then Ottawa, and then the Isles. So we got – all those four games are not easy walks, sleeping games. You know, it's all going to be pretty tough. Um, but I think that will beat the Wild. It's going to be a tough game, though. Like, like you know, they're all on right, fire Dan, right now. So Dan, what do, you, what do you expect from that game? I would like to see us, like, hone some things that really need to be fixed. Uh, less defensive breakdowns, more solid goaltending, you know, and, and get distributed scoring throughout the lineup. 
and that would be fantastic. That would be enough to beat the Wild, and that's going to be hard to do. And Who gets so the goal? A lot, a lot will be seen. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah, predict the Devils win. Uh, I, I would like to see Vanacek get the lion's share of games, uh, and I'd like to see him play well. I, I just don't know if they're going to go that way. I don't know how real this we got to rest Vanacek thing is. It appears to be. Um, how did the game shake out after that? Are we back-to-backs? It's uh no, I think it's let me see here. So the wild, wild I think is the Sabers are on Friday. Tomorrow. Oh, Friday, yeah. No, we got to play Vanacek with both of those games. Uh, just Ottawa. because, we, yeah. But that's what I feel. I could be wrong. Bobby. Well, I'm the guy that thinks they can still win the division. So obviously that means need every win <laughs> as possible. But I don't really care about that for this game. I honestly, I just want to see them play their just game. Just because they're a Western Conference team, you don't give a shit? It's not that. I just, just coming off of what they just did, I want to see another well-executed game. They can lose. I'll be fine with it as long as they play their game. Like Dan said, maybe start to hone in. It's getting real. You know, we got to start to really, you know, play the way they want to play, dictate the way they want to play. So, you know, I, I could see it being a loss. I could see it being a win. But I just want to, I think they're going to play a really great game, and either way, we're going to be happy. Uh, I, I just, I agree with all you guys i want to see them do just replicate play the way you played against tampa when you play that way it's really really hard for another team to beat you um so yeah i just i really want to see that i agree with dan i think vanacek should be in goal tonight tomorrow night rather and he should be in goal friday night and then you know i don't know i would i would keep schmied right now just for back-to-backs and you only have well you do have one against ottawa so which one like let's stop there for a second what do you think Play uh, Schmidt against Senators uh, or the Sabers. Okay, so we play Friday and Saturday. Yes, right? uh, yeah, just right. looking at Sabres. that. I'd go Schmid to the Sabers and put Vanacek against Saturday against the Senators. So I, I yeah, think Vanacek more that. rest and Schmid gets and Schmid's been playing great. Uh, the yeah. Sabers are makes sense. The Sabers are not playing good. Um, you know, the Devils. It, that can be a game that if the Devils are on and playing their game, they could put five to seven goals up against Buffalo right now. Um, but tomorrow's game is going to be really tough. You're playing. You're playing a team that uh, I have watched a bit of the Wild. Um, they're very good defensively, man. They had they they lock it down. I think the best out of any other team in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. Like when they get a lead, they're really hard. And right now, uh, Gustafsson and um, uh, the other guy, Flurry, uh, are playing. Flurry's even playing a lot better now. They do have good goaltending. It's going to be a tough game, but if the Devils, again, they play the way they played on Sunday, they're going to win. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I want to see. I just want to see him replicate Sunday, and uh, that's it. So anything else, gentlemen? We yeah, should uh, tell – yeah, sir, go ahead. Did you guys see that Connor Bedard had a 70, what, a 71st goal today in 55 games? This kid that's coming up, man, this guy is going to be. He's going to be ridiculous. 70 yeah. assists. In, I mean, so it's what, 71 goals? Something like 70 assists? And you know, he's probably going to end up in. Games. He's probably going to end up in Columbus where hockey players go to die. I think the Blackhawks. You know? I hope That's not. what we'll have to do yeah. before the draft. After. I think he's going to want to. Oh, absolutely. We are, we're totally doing draft stuff, no doubt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Blackhawks, that. That's sexy. Interesting. I, I, yeah. Connor Bernard That's right. I can Chicago. just see it. Yeah. yeah. The like NHL that. wants that, I think. Uh, I, I, that'd be interesting. That'd be fun to watch. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to get together on Thursday, and we will talk about the wild game and the weekend ahead. So we are the Uncle Puckers. Thank you so much for checking us out. We'll see you when we see you. All right. Peace. Puckers out. Bobby, you need a catchphrase. Catchphrase. We didn't hear you. <laughs> so we did. No, it's just catchphrase. It's just <laughs> It's over, Jenny. It's over!